Hey, welcome to the What Every Woman Wants podcast with me, Shelley Booth. In this podcast, I'm going to keep it real and bring you authentic interviews that every woman will want to hear. I can't wait to discuss things like business and finance, health and fitness, beauty, mindset, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about the menopause or perimenopause. Um, And there's loads of things that I could talk to you about and I could talk to you at length all day long probably. But I'm going to keep this really short and concise. It's actually quite good timing because I had a a meeting with uh, a lady that I know that she's an author and she's the author of uh, Blood Labs. And it's basically books, she's written two books on how to interpret your blood panel uh, that your your doctor draws blood. So how to interpret that. She's a registered uh, dietitian uh, and really, really interesting conversation. So let's start this from the beginning. As a female, we have roughly 400 eggs that we release and we release an egg um, right up until we're 52 or thereabouts. And at that age, at that stage, the last egg is released round about 51, 52. And what happens is we, our periods stop and you're not out the other side of menopause until 12 months have gone by without a period. Um, But periods stop and we think, okay, that's our body changed. And things might feel pretty tough for you. And I want to talk so much about symptoms, symptoms of what you might be feeling right now today. Um, because you might think that you're you're on your own. Uh, you might think nobody else feels these things. You might think there's nothing else that you can do. So the ovary, it's the ovary's job to release these eggs. And once that starts to slow down at the age of 51, 52, and it, your ovary is going to retirement, um, what happens is they, they stop producing the um, hormones, for example, three hormones I'm going to talk about, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. Now, we as women produce testosterone as well. We produce all three. So that slows right down. It doesn't completely stop, but it will slow right down. In particular, progesterone. Progesterone can drop by 90%. And what that looks like... Now, progesterone works with estrogen. Now, they're like a double act. And so when progesterone drops so much, the relative ratio... Well, it it looks like... Estrogen is higher, but it's a ratio thing, and I need you to understand that. It's not necessarily, I mean, estrogen will drop, and it could drop by 50%, so could testosterone, but certainly not by 90%, like the huge amount of progesterone. And what that does is that shows up as symptoms like hot flushes, night sweats, urine infections, mood problems. In fact, when I was talking to someone earlier on about menopause, she felt like taking her own life at one stage. Her mood was so flat, so low. Her libido was gone, vaginal dryness. She just basically felt like she, was, she wasn't she was her. And that is so, so common for so many women, but we suffer it. And in fact, we sometimes, we've got these jobs that we, we need to show up as our best selves. We're going to the office and we're expected just to perform at the same level we did before perimenopause, before all this started to come about in your life. And it's not fair. 
which is why there's now legislation to support you as women out there in the workplace because menopause and perimenopausal symptoms are real and they could affect your thought process in terms of what you retain, your concentration, your vision, your focus, your clarity, the cognition, all of that becomes affected and you can get what's what's termed as brain fog uh, and that could affect your performance at work. It could affect your performance everywhere. So really, it's not a good time for so many women but there's lots and lots of things we can do to try and help and it does help and if you notice this when you do feel loopy a lot of women say Shelley my symptoms have disappeared and all I've done is follow your plan and and it's so so common particularly when you go long game now you can't treat this as you know a six-week programme. You have to see this long game. You cannot do anything more than eat real quality, good food like you're eating. And what's more is, these three hormones that I've just talked about, testosterone, progesterone and estrogen, guess what makes them? Cholesterol. So the thing that you do not want to be doing is eating a low-fat diet. Low-bad fat. Definitely. In fact, zero bad fat. But the good fats, like the avocados and the nuts and the seeds and the omega-3 from wild-caught fish and the good quality dairy, we want to keep these good fats in because these hormones are made of cholesterol. So what do you think is going to happen when women who have been on low-fat diets for years because they are, you know, in this cycle of count calories and when you count calories most of the time you're trying to keep the calories low so the quality of the food diminishes there's not any good fat in there because that's doubled the calories so when women have been doing that for 10 15 20 plus years and most of the time trying to get into this calorie deficit even so between both things low fat alternatives prevail most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, when these women hit perimenopausal ages, they are going to really, really struggle. And they're going to struggle even more if they have weak adrenals. Now, adrenals are little glands that sit on top of each kidney. You've got two. And they are the backup gland to the ovary. The pituitary gland in the brain controls the ovary and it also controls the adrenal controls a lot of things, actually, but it controls these too. So they send us, the pituitary sends signals to the ovary, to the adrenal. But when you are stressed and you've lived a stressful life and you've got maybe adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout, the adrenal is supposed to help supply these hormones that the, the ovary isn't making anymore. So it maintains some sort of equilibrium. But actually, if you've got adrenal fatigue and your ovaries go into retirement, where's the hormones? That's when we get major problems. And I mean major, like real mood problems. You just feel like crap. Weak adrenals, ovary stops, you're going to feel it. And it could be a, a 10 year stretch. So there's loads of things that we can do and loads of things I want to talk to you about. So 
if progesterone drops so much, estrogen's dropping a good 50%, so is testosterone. We're relying on the adrenals, but we've lived a stressed life. We're in a stressed state. We've got a stressful job, a stress at home. What your adrenals will do around menopausal ages is because we're relying on the adrenal and we're, we're, we're kind of shaking it up, what it does is it produces cortisol in response to that, you know, shake up. But it overproduces cortisol. And here's what that could look like. That could look like bone thinning, which is why a lot of women around this age are diagnosed with osteopenia or even osteoporosis, bone thinning. We'll also lose muscle mass and we'll, we'll get atrophy. So when your, your skin starts to sag, you think it's collagen, your skin's just aging. Actually, the excessive amounts of cortisol combined with the, the drops in progesterone in particular will cause everything to sag. So breast atrophy, um, it will look like dimply, saggy skin, but it's muscle wastage. So you, your muscle isn't full anymore, it's gone. And actually the excessive amounts of cortisol will also turn your bum muscles and your leg muscles, in particular your quads and your hamstrings, into glucose. And the spin-off of that is excessive amounts of glucose caused by a spike in cortisol because we're shaking up the adrenals so much to say, come on you, help us out here. This is the ovary, by the way. The ovary shouting to the adrenals, oi, help us out. So the adrenal jacks itself up, produces all of this cortisol, and you start to lose your bum. The fullness of your bum goes flat. Who's got a flat bum? And your leg muscles, you look down, you've got this belly, so you've still got the belly fat, but the legs look slim, even your arms. So slim, slim limbs, but definitely this layer of belly fat. And this is so common. And it's to do with all these different things that are going on. What about estrogen problems in men? Now listen, a lot of foods that we eat, like soy and corn and genetically modified foods, foods that have been sprayed with GMO um, and uh, glyphosate, Roundup, they mimic estrogen. Added to that, your own fat makes estrogen. So men, for example, with a basketball belly, you know, the big belly, that fat in there is producing estrogen, which feminizes the male body, gives men what we call moobs or, or breasts, breast tissue. Actually, sometimes prolactin is produced and male breast starts to, to, to lactate, to produce milk because of the estrogen. And then we've got commercial dairy, not organic dairy, commercial dairy. So males eat commercial dairy and the hormone that's in there spikes and ramps up estrogen in the male body. So there's loads of different things going on in the male body too. And there might even be an increased uh, prostate. So if your, your partner, your male partner is peeing a lot through the night and prostate issues that they're not quite sure, maybe don't want to talk about it, just look for that. Look for the body, look for the, the various things that I've just discussed. It's very important. Um, and soy products like soy protein isolates that are found in most 
pre-packaged foods, most processed foods, that's what to watch. Not the organic soy like tofu, organic tofu, I mean, and, and miso, for example. The ultra-processed food is full of soy and it mimics estrogen. Endocrine disruptors. The endocrine system is the communication system between glands and hormones. Glands produce hormones, like the ovary produces the three different hormones that I've discussed. The adrenal produces the, the, the hormones that I've just discussed. Adrenaline and cortisol as well. Now, if you have too much chemicals, too much alcohol, too much sugar, too much pesticides and herbicides and insecticides, and all of the things that shouldn't be in our body, that could act as an endocrine disruptor. That could interfere with the signal from the gland and get between the gland and the receptor cell, if you like, and between these two things, between this gland and where it receives the, the signal, the communication, which is the hormone that goes between two, is intercepted, interjected, stopped. And that could be all of the stuff that's in there that shouldn't be in there. That's in the male and the female body. Endocrine disruptors, potent endocrine disruptors, of which wheat is one of them. Sugar, refined sugar, fructose, chemicals, bulking agents, fillers, emulsifiers, herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, all of the stuff that I talk to you about a lot. And it all starts to stack up. And once you understand it, you start to go deeper in this stuff and you're like, right, okay, right. I'm feeling all these things, but nobody sat and explained all this to me because I could have, you could have researched various different things that I'm saying or the doctor says if you get this information when you need it. Instead, you get offered HRT. Now, that's fine for some people, absolutely, but it's not fine for everybody. And when you know better, you do better. You need information. You need to be, you know, taught. Nobody's teaching you. Nobody's explaining. Nobody's taking the time. And it's not right and it's not okay. So, there is an enzyme in the male body. There's an enzyme between... So, testosterone is getting converted to estrogen by an enzyme called aromatase. Now, you can get aromatase inhibitors, synthetic types, but that aromatase actually comes from that belly fat, that basketball belly. So it's in everybody's interest in your household to eat your meal plan. Your husband will see you getting into great shape and see you changing your diet, but might be sticking with his sandwiches and um, you know his, his pastas and his rices and the alcohol and all of the stuff that you're not doing. But when he starts to hear this stuff and he starts to see your success, it really is... I. Honestly, most of the time, it's just a matter of time before they jump on the bandwagon. At first, they fight you, fight against it because, you know, who who is she, Shelley Booth, sat and wherever, you know, telling you... It, it, it's, it's difficult to get your head around, and I understand that, and it's difficult to, to be taught something when, you know, you're in your 40s and 50s and nobody's told me that before. And you can imagine, oh, that's a lot of shine. No, what's she talking about? But it's true. So... An aromatase inhibitor could be DIM. DIM is a, is a concentrated cruciferous, and my answer to DIM is my cleanse product. Stinging nettle root is also really good, so I would be introducing your husband and you to this. And DIM, basically any green cruciferous vegetables will help this for you and your partner. In fact, I'm jumping ahead too much. 
Hold that for now. Okay, so hot flushes is the issue. Hot flushes, night sweats, low mood, breast soreness, cysts, sex drive disappeared. Estrogen, what looks like estrogen dominance, but because of the relative decrease in progesterone, could be causing all of this stuff. It actually affects your DNA as well. In fact, estrogen, there's three different types of estrogen. There's estri estradiol, estrone, and estriol. And it's estradiol, it's, that's the cancer causing. And it's basically changes in ratio, it's changes in the number. But guess what? Your liver is responsible for decompartmentalizing all of the crap, the environmental estrogens, keeping a balance. But it can only keep that balance when it's fed green vegetables, cruciferous vegetables like dim. It's a concentrated cruciferous. Cleanse, you should be all over that. Iodine is really great for offsetting estrogen. And if any of these problems are, are you, if these symptoms are you, I want you to research uh, wild yam cream for a start. I want you to research DIM. I want you to research my cleanse product. I want you to research sea kelp from really clean waters like Icelandic waters, clean sea kelp, because the iodine in that will help the, the estri estrogen ratio and in turn will help your liver cleanse, detoxify your body. I hope this is all making sense to you. I try and simplify as much as I possibly can, and I get it, there's a lot. But if any of these are you, you have to research everything I'm asking you to, everything I'm suggesting you do. The main reason I'm here is to make you curious. You know, my disclaimer is, this might not fix you, but what it should do is provoke your curiosity in health, in wellness, in things that you've never heard of before. You just thought you had to take a medicine. But I, I honestly believe functional medicine, trying to fix ourselves from what we eat, and, and, and I say a lot of the time, we, we are what we eat, but we are what, <laughs> we are what we eat eats. We are what the fish eats. We are what the, the cattle eat. If they eat crap, <laughs> we're eating that because that's what they become. And if it's commercial meat that we're eating, it's full of crap, full of it. Commercial chicken, scary. Organic. That's why I spend so much time talking about organic produce. Very, very important. And if you decide not to, you've still heard this. So in time, you'll think back and you'll go, hmm. I maybe should have listened. And I think you should listen. There will come a time, and I've said this to my clients on many, many occasions, it won't be gold and silver and nice cars and fancy houses that are the go-to commodity and diamonds. It will be soil because our soil is becoming so eroded and so polluted, getting good quality produce to eat in 20, 30, 40 years. Could you imagine? How that's going to be then? Scary. If you're an organic farmer, you're going to do well. Put it that way. Okay. So if you have estrogen dominance or that relative ratio issue because of the drop in progesterone, you might have cramping. You might have irregular pe periods, heavy periods, 
no periods. They might come and go and you don't know when they're going to appear, but when they do, it's sore. You've got bloating. You, you look like you're pregnant at certain times of the month. Gallstones. Gallstones because estrogen concentrates cholesterol and can cause stones. And that happens a lot of the time after pregnancy. Really, really common because of the spike in uh, estrogen. Cysts, as I've mentioned. Fluid retention. Fibroids. Endometriosis. Now remember, estrogen, I haven't mentioned this yet, but estrogen is anabolic. It makes things grow. Like endometriosis, like excessive tissue outside of the, the, the uterus. Um, like tumours, cancerous tumours. Estrogen makes things bigger. Thyroid issues. Estrogen blocks the thyroid. The thyroid has estrogen receptors on it. And then if there's too much estrogen or there's an estrogen dominance problem or a ratio problem because of the drop, um, then your thyroid might be blocked. And that might show up as a, well, for a start, it's going to affect the thyroid, thyroid hormones being produced. Cancer, obviously, and the links with estrogen and cancer and the ratio problem, in particular estradiol. Headaches, all very, very common things. But I think it's really reassuring that I'm sat here talking to you about this, taking the time to care. I can't hear you, so in terms of listening, I can't right now, but I do. It's really, really important that you are understood and someone sharing the fact that you're going through this stuff. I get it. I'm here to help you. My team are here to help you. So here are some of the things that I would like you to think about doing. Dim. Research it. Cle um, cleanse product. Research it. You, you should be getting that. Vitamin E. There's lots of research to back up that vitamin E helps um, a menopausal female. Um, there's also this here. This is, now let me get the pronunciation correct, Pereria marifica. And it's a plant from Thailand. Now you can get them this particular plant from, I think it's China, but Thailand is its origin and that's where you want to get it from. It needs to be high quality and you have to go to source, proper, get the right stuff. So please research that. Pereria murifica. There's lots of research on that too. I want you to try and manage your stress. If your adrenals are jacked right up because you're living a stress state, you're in a, you, you, you just, you never get a minute. You're spinning all the plates. You're doing this. There's no real time for you. You, you can't meditate. You can't switch off. You can't be present. Maybe your your sleep is all over the place. Maybe you've got insomnia, or maybe you can sleep like at the drop of a hat. Stress states, and I've talked to you so much about stress states in the past. Stress has to be extracted from the body. Meditation, getting still, getting present, reading, taking the time to actually learn something. Take time for you. Find a hobby, find an activity, something that you just become completely immersed in in that moment in time. And it's just you and that thing. That's a, that's a great stress relief. Walking in nature, forest walks, beach walks. Release the stress, you have to. And if you're in a situation where you, you can't avoid the stress, then you have to offset it by doing different things. And if it's a person, which it is quite a lot of the time, 
distance yourself from the person. If you're married to them, then, you know, that, that's a tricky thing. You're going to have to make decisions based on that. But you, you should not be stressed all the time. You deserve to feel calm and at peace and still and present. And look after yourself. Look after you. Organic produce, I don't have to say any more than that. I talk to you so much about organic, pesticide, herbicide, insecticide free. Um, no, no estrogen mimickers in there. Real clean food. Cruciferous, green food, kale, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, that kind of thing. Kale, spinach, cruciferous, concentrated cruciferous, dim. Iodine, so in the form of sea kelp, is really beneficial. Really clean sea kelp. Uh, wild yam cream has uh, lots of research to back up that it could boost progesterone levels. So, And vitamin E, which I mentioned as well. Also vitamin C is great to take too. So lots and lots of things to think about here. And I want you just to know that but when you start eating well and you start listening and you start following what I'm saying, I, I can't guarantee it, these symptoms go. And it's amazing. So is that then a lifestyle issue or is that a menopause issue? And I'm going to let you decide. I've got my own theory. It's your life, it's your body, it's your decisions. You make your own mind up on that. Okay, that's very, very basic menopause, perimenopause, it's a tough 10 years. It's going to be even tougher if you do not look after your adrenals and you need to do that now. It's going to be even tougher if you do not eat good quality food. Concentrate on the quality, not the number, not the number of calories, the quality. This is why I say calorie counting. Count the calories if you want, just make sure the quality of the food is good. Low fat alternatives, no. You need good fats to make these hormones. You need good fats to get you through this 10 years. You need good fats. Good fats, good quality protein, good carbohydrates. Minimize the sugar, refined carbohydrates, the fructose, the added sugar that you don't even, the hidden sugar, sugar. Minimize it. Take it easy, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the What Every Woman Wants podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google and all good podcast apps. Don't forget to leave us a review and we'll catch you next time.